Let's take our Bibles and open to Psalm 145 and the ninth verse for one of several opening passages of Scripture to direct our hearts and our minds toward the subject of this morning. And that is the great goodness of God, His benevolent kindness, His generous blessings, His loving favor that He shows toward all His creatures, but especially toward His children. The goodness of God. Psalm 145 in verse 9 tells us, The Lord is good to all. Now the Lord is good in the sense that He is holy and without evil, but that's not how the word good is used here, and it's not how the way we're using the word good in this assembly today. We are referring to His benevolence, His kindness, His favor, His gentleness, his desire to please and to satisfy us with pleasant things. The Lord is good to all. And here is the explanation for that use of the word good. And his tender mercies are over all his works. Amen. Everywhere you look are his tender mercies. The Lord is good to us. We have good health. We have good things to eat. We have good things to wear. We have a good place to sit. We have good HVAC. We have the good word of God. We have the good Holy Spirit, everything that the Lord's given us is good, and we are buried in goodness, Amen. and we should be thankful for it. Right. We have been blessed more than anyone before us, and likely anyone after us with the combination of things that we enjoy. Look at chapter 25 in the book of Psalms. Psalm 25. I want to use several verses this morning to direct our attention toward His goodness. As we begin... The transferable or communicable attributes of God, I want to start with God is good. Amen. Verse 8, good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Thankfully, the Lord is good enough that he'll teach sinners. Sinners mean they have already done that which was evil in his sight, but he'll teach them his way right. and in the way of righteousness. Look at Psalm 65. Psalm 65, one we referred to a couple of times a few weeks ago. And over the last several months, we've had occasion to be in this psalm. Psalm 65, verse 9. Thou visitest the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God, which is full of water. Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. Thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly. Thou settlest the furrows thereof. Thou makest it soft with showers. Thou blessest the springing thereof. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness. Amen. And thy paths drop fatness. Right. This is the goodness of God that we're referring to. Prosperity, plenty. Kindness, all by his merciful providence toward us in crowning the year with his goodness and causing fatness to drop everywhere we turn. And last but not least, the little minor prophet of Nahum. Nahum Habakkuk, Micah, Nahum Habakkuk. Remember Nahum chapter 1 has those strong and powerful glorious statements about God, that he is jealous, that he revengeth, that he is furious that he pours out his wrath, that the mountains are thrown down by him, and who can stand before his indignation, all of those wonderful 
statements in Nahum chapter 1, but then in the midst of it, verse 7. The Lord is good. Amen. A stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. There is his goodness to protect those in the day of trouble, and his kindness to know them, and that's to, that's to know them affectionately and with his favor that put their trust in him. So though God is jealous and very angry with the wicked and is going to destroy them in the verses around verse 7, including verses 8 and 9 and 10 and 11 and right through the rest of the chapter, verse 7 is for us, the Lord is good, a stronghold. He's not going to be a stronghold for those in verses 1 through 6, nor is he a stronghold for those in verses 8 through 15. But he's a stronghold for us because he's good. And he knows them that trust in him. The Lord is good to all. His goodness is everywhere. It's abundant goodness. It's great goodness. His goodness teaches us in the way we should go or we wouldn't be here this morning. And we have a stronghold to go to him when in the time of trouble. We look around at the political events of our nation and we think trouble. The economic affairs and policies of our nation. And if we're wise at all, we're going to say trouble. But the Lord's a stronghold for us in the day of trouble. You aren't wise enough, nor strong enough, nor rich enough to protect yourself from all the trouble that's coming. You can be as wise as you possibly can, but the Lord's going to have to protect us. We We just want to put our trust in Him. And He knows them that put their trust in Him. So if we trust Him in His goodness, He'll favor us. Even among His own people, He'll favor us because we're the ones that are putting our trust in Him rather than any other efforts to preserve ourselves. Let us this day, especially this morning assembly, rejoice in the goodness of God. We'll consider it from a number of angles. And I hope that we can take comfort in the fact that as we draw closer to Him in our study of these attributes, we will start with the fact that He is good. He is a benevolent being. And if you read Genesis chapter 1 last night, you should have seen His benevolence all the way through it. This is how we're getting closer to Him. The inherent attributes in Genesis chapter 1 are omnipotence. He's able to create out of nothing. That doesn't do you a whole lot of good. It shows how great and glorious he is in his power, and I don't mean to neglect or mitigate that at all, but that leaves him still distant from you because he's omnipotent and you're impotent. But then as we go through the chapter, we see that he's a creator. So the heavens declare the glory of God, so we see the declarative attribute of His creation. Because it's what we read in Genesis chapter 1 that reveals some things about Him in what He chose to create. So we have an inherent attribute, omnipotence. We have a declarative attribute, creation. And then we come to that word that was in the chapter 7 times. And it's a transferable attribute that He expects us to have toward one another. He is good. And he would look at the things that he made and he would say, it was good. It was good. It was very good. And if you would stop and think about each of those categories, how about the tree yielding seed in its own fruit? Do you know that when you're eating a piece of fruit and you spit away the seed, if it wasn't for the seed, you wouldn't have the fruit. You say, but what about seedless grapes? How'd they get the first seedless grape? I tell you, they got it with a seed. Right. You know, we are so blessed. Male and female made he them. Oh, yes. 
or there are differences between male and female. The Lord is good. Right. He's very good. When he looked on the things he had made, they were good. It doesn't mean that they were holy. It means that they showed his benevolent kindness and his generous favor toward us in all the things that he made. Do you like light? Do you get scared at night? Are you afraid of pitch black darkness that can be felt? He made light. Right. Do you like sunrises and sunsets? He made the sun. And so it's in Genesis 1 that we see the progression from an inherent attribute of omnipotence that leaves him distant and powerful to creation that brings him closer to us as we view what he chose to create to reveal himself then that it was designed in such a good way for our pleasure. Have you ever been earth sick? Seasick. Are you glad that Genesis 1 says that he separated the seas from the dry land? I hope you enjoyed Genesis 1. Was it elementary? Absolutely. Half of you have children sitting through your devotions, and they should be rejoicing in these things that they can comprehend about the six days of creation. The Lord is good. He's good everywhere. And he is good in his word. And I'm going to tell you where his great goodness is. The angels split the skies of this earth open and said that God was showing his goodness to men in sending the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's where his goodness shows the most. He would be so good to us that he would put our sins on him and his righteousness on us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let us pray. Our Father, our hearts are full of joy. Our minds are full of delight and thankfulness. We bless Thee and we praise Thee for Thy goodness. Thy goodness is over all Thy creatures. And Heavenly Father, we confess the sins of our race that this day with this beautiful sunrise, these beautiful skies of lower humidity and temperature, with all the abundance that this nation has that no other nation has ever had, they do not raise a thought nor a word to Thee. We confess their wickedness. And we acknowledge, O Lord, that if it wasn't for you teaching us your way, by your goodness, we would not raise a thought or word as well. But by thy goodness and thy grace, we bless thee and we praise thee. We thank thee for the abundance of all things. We thank thee for every good thing in Genesis 1 and every good thing in Revelation 22, which is better than Genesis 1 because it tells us of the coming, the quick coming, the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the epitome of your goodness to us. O Father in heaven, hear us as we bless thee. Look upon us and realize the weakness of our frame and the foolishness of our minds and the lusts of our flesh and realize that our spirits indeed are willing to confess and praise your goodness. But it's our flesh that holds us down or we would rise to heaven itself to declare your goodness. Thank you for being so good to us in so many ways. Thankful for for being good to us with our parents, with our spouses, with the hearing of the Word of God, with the Word of God preserved in our language, with our understanding of it, you have been good. You have been good to preserve our health. You have been good to provide our daily bread. You have been good to provide us jobs by which we make far more than we need. We bless and praise your holy name. 
We wait upon thee, Heavenly Father, for continued goodness according to your promise that those who delight themselves in thee and those who walk uprightly, you will withhold no good thing. And in that we trust. And we put our trust in thee. Thou art our stronghold in the day of trouble. And we see days of trouble coming in this nation. And we put our trust in thee, Lord. Do know us according to your scriptures. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sinfulness. Preserve our nation and its rulers. Be with all your servants and saints in every place. We especially today ask for your mercy upon those solitary sheep that are lonely and alone, scattered upon hills across this world, who do not have a place to go where they can hear the man of God, nor can they have spiritual Christian fellowship with other brethren of like precious faith. We pray for them this day. We pray that you would strengthen them in their inner man by your Holy Spirit, that you would come to them with the angels of God and have mercy upon them and comfort and strengthen them like you did the Lord Jesus Christ, that by whatever means they use this day, whether it be the Internet or cassettes or MP3 players, Heavenly Father, that they might be taught and instructed this day in the fear of the Lord, that they would hear the joyful sound of the gospel and be blessed by it. Heavenly Father, put a hedge about them and protect them from evil. The Word of God tells us that we ought to consider one another and exhort one another while it is today, lest we be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, but they have no such exhorters. So we pray that the great shepherd of the sheep himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, will be there for them. Have mercy upon them. We thank thee for the privileges that we have. We know that those privileges in the face of your justice and righteousness bring greater responsibility upon us. And, O Lord, let us be faithful to that this day. We thank Thee for this privilege. Thou art good to us to let us come into the house of the Lord and to sing Your praises, to hear Your Word, to open its pages, to delight ourselves in the fat things of the gospel, and to have fellowship one with another. Let us use this opportunity with all our might For we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen.